What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In today's world, we're taught that the human body is inherently flawed, and it's so fucking false, I'm going to prove it. It's my goal this show to bring you the people and the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind muscle experience. Talk a lot of shit. That's what I do. Oh, there it is. Come in hot. Good start to the episode. Wake up, everybody. I don't know if you can even hear my alarm. I had an alarm go off. But back to what I was saying, I talk a lot of shit. And the truth is, I believe I can prove that the human body is not as flawed as people like to think it is. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to everybody's, how shall I put this? First, uh, no. How they want to receive the information or what I say, or my opinion, my perspective on all of it. Um, and today, this is going to be a huge, I guess, opinion kind of episode with some kind of evidence, some kind of information that will definitely, well, I shouldn't say definitely, hopefully persuade you towards the dark side, aka my side. Because today I wanna talk about the importance of your genetics when it comes to fat loss, fat fat gain, weight gain, fat gain, weight, weight, fat gain, gain, fat weight, I don't know, muscle retention, all that stuff, like anything involving health and fitness, how you're predetermined to get diabetes, cancer, heart conditions, whatever. But first, coffee. Not, not necessarily. But today, yes. So today I want to talk about the importance of your genetics because um, I guess the people I talk to more regularly would probably lean towards the way I think or were more similarly, I don't know how I want to phrase this either. We agree to some degree on the genetic potential and things like that. But of course, we all have confirmation bias. We try to find people that agree with us, things to that effect, because it's easier, right? However, I actually like being challenged and I actually like looking at different opinions. And what really sparked this episode was I uh, bought a book and I'm not going to name the book if you really want to know. It's actually, it, I would say for most lifters, it's, it's probably a good book to read. However, it's a book that a doctor wrote. Now this doctor, he's a personal trainer who went and got his doctor degree in like, I think biomechanics or something like that. And he's one of these doctors and there, there's a, there, it's a growing field, I would say, who does like scientific research and studies on weightlifting and things to that effect, which I th I just want to preface this to, to begin with. I think it's fucking so cool that we have made such advancements in science that they are now studying weightlifting or training, powerlifting, like all those things. I think it's so fucking cool. It's extremely limited and I have to imagine it's probably expensive, which is why it's so limited. For example, I did an episode back in like February on pre-workout supplementation. And uh, I was looking at the differences between some of the nitric oxide boosters, uh, you know, citrulline malate versus beetroot powder. There was a study that covered that. And the, the study was extremely limited in that it only showed the uh, nitric oxide effects of the two supplements on a leg extension with a handful of subjects. So it was extremely limited However, not to take away from it, it's still cool as fuck that I do this. However, 
when reading this book, um, God, again, a lot of really good information on here. It's just, I'm reading it and this guy keeps bringing up genetics and it bothers me. And here's why. Because while we all have genetic predispositions, I think that's how you, you should say it. Oh, that makes sense in my head. While we all have these genetic codes that kind of give us a map to a degree on our biology, physiology, things like that, it doesn't mean you're determined or you're destined for that. And this like, well, again, it depends on who you ask really when it comes to this. Uh, because and, and again, I understand this guy, he has a doctor degree, he probably has a reputation he would like to hold. And if he came out and with my kind of opinion with the um, audience that he has with the platform he has, he'd probably catch a lot more shit. And honestly, I find that most of these guys don't look at it this way. They claim to be evidence-based, but like, okay. They claim to be evidence-based when it comes to, to weight training, but he, this is why I think it's extremely flawed. Um, there's a study that will, there was a study that came out uh, to show which shoulder exercise elicited the most, is elicited a word? It was trying to determine what what exercise showed the most like deltoid activation, and they found that uh, a standing dumbbell press would elicit the most EMG response. They would it would show the most um, muscle activation in your delts from performing the exercise. Now, with that being said, that's cool that they can prove that, but again, like this is so individual. I think it's cool because it gives you a starting place. You're like, which shoulder exercise should I start with? Like, which which one seems to give you the most bang for your buck? And then you read this study and you're like, okay, this seems like a good starting place. A standing dumbbell shoulder press seems pretty safe. Uh, you know, every gym has dumbbells because like if you go to Planet Fitness, they have dumbbells, but they don't have a, a bar, uh, um, what are they called? Squat rack. They do overhead press, right? So it makes sense. It gives you a starting point. However, most people like swear by this shit. And it's like, for me personally, I love standing overhead press, but I am more of a fan of uh, barbell overhead press because it allows me to load more. It makes me feel like a fucking boss. Um, I, my shoulders blow up from it. So like, I'm more of a fan of that personally because I've taken the time to figure out what works for me. However, people just see these studies and like, oh, well, I, I have to do shoulder press then. That's why people are so fixated on so many um, movements. So you know, like I said, these people are evidence-based, so they, they, they go based off of the science, which again, is incredible that they're doing it. However, it is extremely limited and should be a good starting point, not like your Bible for training. So I'm reading this book, this guy keeps bringing up fucking genetics and it's like driving me bonkers because again, genetics play a role, I get it. Now, depending on who you ask, it will really depend on how much of a role they play. Um, so many influencers, again, scientists, they adopt this evidence-based approach and it's like, again, it's so cool they do this, but while the, the, the training is extremely limited and it's extremely circumstantial, so they'll they'll take like training subjects and we don't know all the details. For all we know, they're not sleeping well. For all we know, they're not hydrating. For all we know, they're over supplementing, too caffeinated. Like there's so many variables when it comes to training that it's so hard to account for that. And they adopt this evidence-based approach, which then leads them to a path of, well, your genetics are the reason your chest won't grow. Like, no, you're probably not training hard enough. You're probably not doing the right exercise. Let's stop making excuses for the fact that people don't want to work hard or they may not want to work hard or they may not know, right? Because there's so many people out there 
Fitness isn't that complicated. However, with all of this incoming science, it makes it more complicated because it's like, well, the science says shoulder press, but my favorite influencer saying um, to do push-ups. I don't know. So it's cool, but at the same time, the the, stu the uh, studies are, are flawed to a degree. Um, it, it's good at opening your eyes to maybe a starting point, but uh, the issue is people become extremely reliant on this. And experience, in my opinion, will always trump an evidence-based approach. That's just my personal opinion. Because again, uh, evidence-based, and I'm doing air quotes to really emphasize this, tends to lead people to really limiting the fuck out of themselves because of their genetics. So I will use myself as an example. Um, my family has a history of high cholesterol, that's what I'm looking for. Um, high cholesterol, the, the cancers, diabetes. And my dad has said to me numerous times, like, oh, it's only a matter of time of this, that. I'm like, dad, I don't even consume the foods that tend to raise people's cholesterol. What makes you think that's going to happen to me? And and it's merely based off of, of genetics. And I get it, back in their day, that's all they knew. That's all science really told them. Well, your family had diabetes, so you're more likely to get it. I get it, but there is a huge, huge, um, okay, I don't know how huge, I'm in my opinion, it's huge. Um, new what's the word i'm looking for like realm of science emerging these days called epigenetics now if you've never heard of this seriously look into it because it's going to blow your mind uh, epigenetics is essentially and i'm going to paraphrase in a way that makes sense to me so i'm hoping it makes sense to you is basically the study of how our environment and other factors change how our genes are expressed our genes being um our genetic makeup that like let's say in my case uh, diabetes runs in my family that specific gene the, is is turned on um, or is affected by my environment and other factors. Now you may ask, what's uh, what are some other factors we're talking about? Lifestyle, right? So the foods we eat, the way we move, if we move, um, how stressed out we are, and these all play a role with within your environment too. Like if you're by a uh, a farmer of some sort that's being sprayed with like pesticides and shit like that all the time, that's 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 part of your environment. That's going to going to affect you. If you work in a job that is constantly stressing you out over just, it could be whatever, like it could be physical stress, mental stress, uh, whatever the case may be, that can affect the way your genes are expressed. I mean, I've heard people talk about, and I haven't looked into this, so if it piques your interest, feel free to look into it. Um, I've heard people talk about studies that will show two twins, so I mean, we all know what twins are, right? That, and identical at that, right? And because of the environment in which they live, their genes express differently. So one would be overweight and the other one wouldn't. So it's kind of crazy. So the, the foods we eat, the, the exercise we choose, if we even choose it, the lifestyle we decide to live can drastically change the way your genes are expressed. You know, I'm pretty sure, and I don't, I don't, I, I can't say for sure, but my dad, he's bald, right? So uh, when he was my age, I'm pretty sure he was already starting to go bald. And I got a beautiful fucking mane. If you follow me on the IG, you're well aware of this. So I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like I, when I was 23, started taking my health more seriously, uh, adopting more of a plant-based diet. So I was getting a lot of fruits, vegetables, um, a lot of minerals, vitamins, things I wasn't getting before. And, and it shows. Like, I mean, my, I feel way better. So the study of epigenetics is so fascinating to me because in my personal opinion, again, this is all wildly what I think this episode, right? 
epigenetics is a real thing. It's a real study of science. So if, if, if this, if my opinion on all this piques your interest, go check that shit out because it is fascinating. Like if you're someone who, uh, you know, has a history of whatever illness, um, check that shit out because you know what people, and I never, never even thought about this till I went plant-based. There's while I will admit I am not as sold on plant-based dieting be the healthiest thing in the world for everybody anymore. I will say a lot of the plant-based doctors, the ones that are more about lifestyle medicine rather than uh, pushing an agenda necessarily, really did change my my viewpoint on the world. And uh, I think Dr. Neil Bernard said this, he was the first person I heard say this, so I can't say for sure whether he said it first or not, but he said that what is often passed down besides our genetics is our lifestyle. And it's not just the way people eat and and move or don't it's also the way they think they have like that scarcity type mindset and look i am somebody who is speaking from experience it that kind of shit runs in my family you know my and and i would venture to say it probably runs in a lot of people's families because like let's think about this break this shit down for a second this is why in the last episode i brought up like knowledge is power if you apply action towards it right so um if you think about what our parents and our parents' parents went through from a um, economy standpoint, from a worldview standpoint, right? Um, our parents, most of us, if you're any, if you're in my age range, I mean, if you're a little bit younger, probably the same thing. Our our grandparents, our great grandparents, went through the Great Depression, right, where things legitimately were scarce. Like we have completely lost lost sight on per, uh, the perspective that we live in the greatest time to be a human being, right? So. Our grand, our grandparents, our great grandparents, they lived in a in a legitimate scarcity time period, where they couldn't get their hands on food. Things weren't as available, so that was passed down to their parents, or no, hold on, their children, and then their children, which is our parents, right? So inevitably, it's going to be passed down to us because we learn from the people around us, from our environment. I mean, school's only part of the equation. Sure, you can say you learn from school. School's fucking stupid, but, but. What happens in the household is probably, okay, again, my opinion, is probably more important, right? So um, it's not just our genetic makeup that is passed down. It's our way of thinking and thought alone can cause stress. And if you are constantly stressed out, your genes will be expressed in that way. However, if you look at the study of epigenetics and you believe that it's true, which I firmly do, um, you can change the way your genes are expressed. So you don't have to be destined for diabetes, for um, whatever else it is, cancer, heart disease, being obese. You could be, or you know what, even better, and this is the way I view it, you can change your genetic makeup and change that for the better for the for your family down the road. Like I think about that now for myself when it comes to if I ever have a family, it's like, like I think what I'm doing right now, like I truly believe this is going to change the way m- my family's genetic makeup is for however long the the Tyler Egan's of the world last, right? So is, you know, I don't know. I think the study of epigenetics is fascinating. I think we need to be talking about it a lot more um, because I think people often, and look, I'm not trying to say, I don't know if I emphasize this yet or not, but I really want to, do it now this uh genetics do play some sort of role right it's it's a real thing we have genetic makeup i'm not going to act like we don't however people tend to 
and, I, and again, I understand why, but like science has evolved, we have evolved. There's amazing information out there now, but we tend to use, and we being human beings, tend to use our genetic makeup as a limitation to further live in our perpetual state of, I can't do shit. I'm meant to be fat. Like, I mean, yeah, with that attitude, you're going to be. But if you really want to get your shit together, if you don't want to be fat, if you don't want to be unhealthy, if you don't want to be, I wanted to say something, but it may not be the right thing to say. If you want to turn your life around, turn anything around, you can, as long as you don't limit yourself. And the study of epigenetics, in my personal opinion, proves that. So guys, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Don't let your fucking genetics determine or limit you in any way. Just because your family was that way doesn't mean shit. Now, I also want to say this to wrap it up. That doesn't mean it's going to be fucking easy. <laughs> Not at all. It might be 10 times harder for you to get in shape than it is for J Joe Schmo over there. However, you can fucking do it because anybody can and your genetics don't have to fucking limit you. So guys, if you took anything from if you took rewind, if you took anything from this episode, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Uh, Follow me on social media. The links will be in the bio. In the no, fuck, I'm, I'm screwing this up now. I keep getting this mixed up with Instagram because I haven't been doing the podcast much. The links will be in the show notes. That's what I was aiming for. And I will see all of you people. Well, you'll hear me in the next episode. Peace. I'm my own dream catcher.